Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It is another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. And we are your hosts on this final season, this final push towards the end. Lots going on in East Dillon this week, but Anthony, I'm curious as to what's going on in Sioux Falls this week. Oh, what is going on in Sioux Falls this week? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just living the married uh, life. Yeah. Clocking in, clocking life. out. Yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of, uh, I feel bad. We had a lot of uh, pretty decent weather days in there. And they were days where I just did not leave my apartment at all because I worked <laughs> from home and didn't have any reason to leave <laughs> outside of it being nice outside, which it's yeah. going to be even nicer in like two months. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll go out two months. From yeah, now. maybe I'll go out then. But uh, um How's how uh, what's going on in in Sioux Center? You've got a hometown boy about to play in the Super That's Bowl. That's true. Here. Yeah, Christian Roseboom, check him out. He was uh, he went to my church when I used to when I was a youth pastor here in town. He was in high school. I was the middle school guy, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So he plays for the Rams on special teams. That's pretty cool. Town's he also about that. also went to SDSU. South Dakota State University at the same time that I was there. So yes. we both have a connection. And I'm still I think I'm going to go for the Bengals. But uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I, as a Steelers fan, it, it I have very mixed emotions about sure. it, but I think I'm going to be the bigger man, uh, <laughs> mostly because Vontae's perfect is no longer on the Bengals. So I feel a little mm. bit better cheering for, for them without him on the team. Yeah. He's a real scumbag. Yeah. That means nothing to me, but I hate him because <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but so I think, yeah, I got to be the bigger man and, and cheer on the, uh, the AFC North representative in yeah. the um in the Super Bowl. Very uh, good. Nothing against Los Angeles. I'm I'm just happy that we don't have to watch Tom Brady or and I like Patrick Mahomes, but it's nice to have a Super Bowl yeah. with uh you know uh there was a stat that I saw a couple years ago that was like only like five quarterbacks have represented the AFC in the Super Bowl since like 2003 or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I'm like the last that. 20 years. Yeah. It's like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Flacco. <laughs> like oh gosh, in yeah. 20 years. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So it's nice to see uh, somebody who's not one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and and, I, and guy I say too. that as a Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have no football opinions uh, since I went all in on basketball. I don't watch it, but uh, we will probably cook up classic Super Bowl snacks and eat them and not watch the game in our household because that's what we do. Uh, Listeners don't know this. I recently had a little bout of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I sat at home and the two things I did were binge watch Succession and uh, play Madden 21. So the only nice. knowledge I have of football comes through Madden 21. And I successfully got Joe Burrow onto the Vikings uh, in my franchise mode. I was not able to get rid of Kirk Cousins. So he is currently <laughs> riding the bench with, with a $45 million contract. Uh, but it was worth it because I hate hated having to play Kirk Cousins. And Joe Burrow seems like an interesting dude. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give him that. I'm I'm. Half jealous uh, of, yeah. of the Bengals, which is a phrase that Oof. I never thought that Oof. I would ever say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he seems like uh, the real deal. Um, hey, before we get going, I have to yeah. bring something to your attention. Oh, boy. Uh, friend of the show, Eric Punt. Yes. Um, yeah, we need to talk about this. I told him yeah. we would talk about it. 
I also told him that we would talk about it because um, he messaged me privately and sent me this poll that he did on yeah. his Twitter uh, one hour ago as we record mm-hmm. at B team baller. Yep. At B team baller. Go check him out. Pretty good follow on Twitter. Yeah. Pretty solid follow. Mm-hmm. Gotta say is shout out to Eric. Uh, yeah. But uh, and simply Lila or Tyra is what he and I didn't tell him who I voted for, but I just put my vote is cast. But of course, at that point, there was only two votes. And I'm assuming the other was the yours other one was me yep. because he responded with Josh said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. OK, so listeners right now, uh, just in your minds, try and predict uh, who said Tyra and who said Lila. I'm going to give you a couple seconds here. Okay, you've got it locked in. Anthony, why don't you reveal who uh, who you chose in the poll between Lila and Tyra? I chose Tyra. Yeah, I chose Lila. Yeah. Uh, listeners, longtime listeners uh, will maybe remember that I have actually discussed this on the show. Sure, yeah. How this particular walk or watch through. Yes. Um, I still think Lila is beautiful, but man, I really hate her character. <laughs> um. Tyra also just me as a person Tyra is like five foot 11 and blonde which is that's your whole thing literally my type (laughs) (laughs) my wife is five foot ten and blonde like right yeah that's uh yeah tall tall blonde girls are are kind of my thing which I mean they have been for a long time I think tall blonde girls were my thing when I first watched it um but yeah I think there's I think this watch through especially I kind of gravitated more towards Tyra. I had more sympathy toward her. Um, I also, man, her send off in season three, and I know I'm pretty sure mm. she comes back in this season and so, does yeah. like a cameo, but her send off in season three, we talked about, it. I gave that episode. Yeah. You loved it. A 10 mostly because of her yeah. ending yeah, uh, her little essay, monologue. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I still think Lila is gorgeous. She's, yep. as I've said before, a phrase I've used many, many times uh, in the last 15 years. She's like a Disney princess come to life. <laughs> yep. But uh, but her personality just is ridiculous. Uh, and I just uh, I can't abide by that. And I got to choose. I got to choose Tyra. So let's hear about why you chose Lila. I mean, I don't feel like I have as deep a reasoning as that. I'm a very like, okay. Like in school, when I would take a test, it, I would always be the first person done with taking a test because I always either know it or I don't. And I go with my gut and like I just put something down. And as soon as I saw it, I just clicked uh, Lila. <laughs> so I just went with it. Uh, but I think, I mean, I think that completely comes down to, and I kind of wondered after I posted like, oh, should I, or after I voted, I thought, should I, like, what, what are we really talking about here? Are we mm, talking about like the fullness right. of the character? Are we talking about just looks, uh, whatever? I think I was focusing more on, uh, yeah, just looks. Sure. Uh, and particular. that's, that's absolutely fair. Um, I think had you asked me the same question two years ago, I probably right. would have chose, chosen Lila and this, yeah. this walkthrough. Uh, this watch through. I don't know why I keep calling it a walk, <laughs> but watching it through this time um, has kind of, like I said, I it's got me gravitating more towards uh, Tyra, probably for some even like reasons that I don't realize. Um, yeah. You know, like subtle things. I just thought about it. I was like, oh, like she was a server and I was a server, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not, you know, I hadn't been the first time that I watched right. the show. So I wonder if maybe that changed my attitude towards her. You know, these, maybe these little, these little subconscious things that I don't even realize. And maybe I'm just 
maybe that's not it. Maybe it's just that she's five foot ten and blonde, and that's <laughs> that's my thing. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, this the poll will be expired by the time this episode comes out for sure. Uh, but yes, shout out to our guy Eric Punt at B Team Baller. Go uh, give him a follow. Uh, that'd be great. I wonder if he's watched the OC because uh, he'd make a great podcast. Oh yeah, guest. He's got opinions on things. So yes, yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have, have to have him on there. one of our future plans yeah. uh, <laughs> podcasts. Good deal. All right, Anthony, what are you drinking over there tonight? Well, Josh, uh, I know that you already know about this, but you know the vibes. Got myself. Oh, yes. I was hoping that you never confirmed that you bought that. So, okay, right. sorry. Why, why don't you tell the viewers what uh, you got there? Well, you know, longtime listeners will know uh, probably since <laughs> season three, I've been talking or I'd kind of made passing mention that. Yeah. Um, I need to be on the lookout for like a beer bucket. And I finally, mm. I found one. Yeah. Last weekend, we had a nice little day. Uh, we surprised my little brother who uh, has special needs. Uh, he lives in like kind of like a, an assisted living apartment. Like he's got a lot of independence, but like, yeah, you know, uh, there's like staff there to help him like, do watching. whatever. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we showed up and we surprised and we took him out to lunch to one of my favorite restaurants of all time, Twin Dragon in oh, Mitchell. Shout out to the Twin Dragon. Classic. Best Chinese food in, in Eastern South Dakota for my money. Can I make a confession? Yeah. Never been to Twin Dragon. Really? We got to go, dude. We got to go. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I made it through how like, you, yeah. that many like high school and summer trips to the Mitchell Theater without going to Twin Dragon. Especially times that, like you and I went. That's yeah. so crazy to me that I that I never insisted. I always went to the Taco to Bell Dragon. that was attached to the gas station. Yeah. Oh there. yeah. That's that's yeah, where that's I would always go. Taco Bell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we took him out to lunch. We took him to see Jackass Forever, which was Gosh. fantastic. I uh, cannot wait. I I'm gonna make it happen this weekend. Yeah. It's it's great. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Brandon, yeah, he did a lot of. I don't think I've ever seen him laugh that hard. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's universal comedy. Yeah, you know, right. it's it's real art. But we uh we also made a stop, of course. At the uh, and this reminds me that I did indeed tell you, confirm to you that I purchased this because I sent you a snap with all of my purchases from the Mitchell Antique Mall. A fantastic! If you ever find oh. yourself in Mitchell, South Dakota, folks, Man, just it, hmm. just a block south of the corn, the world's only corn palace, <laughs> the uh, the Mitchell Antique Mall. There's nothing like it. There's it's always really a gem in there. I've been in there. I don't know. And now I go less often. This is the first time I've been in there probably two years but every time i used to go like probably once every two months and i would always find something yeah. and i still always find something so i found myself a, a beer bucket for ten dollars can't beat that got myself deal. some beer some ice in here also found myself a mount rushmore ashtray <laughs> and a uh um a duplicate of my Governor Janklow's 2002 diabetes screening Jeez, yeah, uh, koozie. Man. So that's incredible. What a haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in your beer bucket, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, friendly beers, Grain Belt Premium. Absolutely. Right on. Why did you? Uh, so you, I, I don't remember the recap of ev- all the things you got. So maybe I didn't catch that, but I do remember the snap of like the different beer buckets you had to choose from. Mm-hmm. What, what drew you to the Corona beer bucket? Yeah. So this one's just, it's, there was, the only I know that there was three there and there was this one, which I kind of like the rustic look of it. I like that. It's 
Yeah, it's like just galvanized. The, it's not painted. Yeah. It's just kind of stamped with the Corona logo. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two, I think, were just like a traditional Bud Light and for sure Bud Light Lime. I knew that there was a Bud Light Lime. So yeah, that was like all that. green along the side. Yeah, yeah. And then the I Bud mean, Light I one was all Bud blue Light along the side. Yeah. yeah, I don't need that sitting around. No, and that. I even, I, I was drawn more towards this one. I asked Angie. She also agreed that this was beautiful. Uh, the best of the three. So, yep. Uh, also, I like Corona more than I like uh, Bud Light or Bud Light Lime. So fair enough. Was, yeah, um, right on. You know, not much was. They actually had some mini. It was it was weird. They had some mini buckets that were PBR branded, and I used to be a PBR guy. Yeah, definitely. They had those priced at fifteen dollars, and they were like, <laughs> I don't know, a third or maybe half of the size. Like they were smaller. I don't know. Weird. So, anyway. Yeah. Got myself a beer bucket filled with uh, filled with grain belts. We love to see it. Congrats! Yeah. What do you What do you What are you drinking over there? All right, I've got an array of things lined up. None of them I'm too terribly proud of, but we're gonna go through <laughs> it. <clears throat> Starting off with my typical Bacardi Limon and peach flavored water beverage from Walmart. Classic. It tastes really good. Uh, next after that, uh, I had some former, uh, worship leader students over tonight. And so I just picked up something that I thought would be accessible. And, uh, so I have (laughs) Natty light sour seltzer. This is lemon flavored. It's officially titled slice for what? I don't understand that reference. Uh, I have another one on deck. Uh, Natty Light Sour Seltzer Blue Raspberry Razzle Dazzle. I've already drank a uh, watermelon flavor, a green apple fr- flavor, which is no capple, I believe was the... Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and a lemon one. So I've already had three tonight, but it's Natty Light, so I f- feel nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I have those lined up. They taste pretty good. I like anything sour and it's, mm. it's, uh, like drinking, uh, alcoholic juice. And then I bought these on clearance. It was literally $3 for a six pack. And usually I like things from Odell brewing company. Maybe I mm-hmm. re- referenced this last time. Positive latitude, passion fruit, Imperial IPA. Sounds good. It's actually extremely boring and not that good. So I just have that as like a last resort. If I get through sure. everything else, then maybe I won't care that this is not <laughs> right. <that good>. Yeah. <laughs> so I have that on deck. So nice. that's what I have lined up. That's what's in your beer bucket. That's what I'm drinking. Let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Uh, before we get into the episode, I do want to mention our sponsor for this week. Now, this is a special sponsor. This sponsor has actually been on the podcast before. Uh, his name is Austin Ringling, and he is not the Landry of Platte, South Dakota. Uh, we recently received an angry text from Austin. <laughs> Just uh, minutes ago. <laughs> right before getting on this recording. Uh with explicit language, uh, very harsh, saying that uh, we are dead to him. Longtime listener, you know, yeah. um, but we really messed up. Hey, I just ran into Austin at Costco last week. We talked oh. for probably a solid half hour. Yeah, so nice. I now, yeah, feel bad that we, we you disrespected him, but I got lumped <laughs> in with it. I, I guess I didn't defend him enough. I, 
It was an offhand remark. I apologize. Uh, I know there's really no coming back from calling somebody Lance. Uh, that's not really something you bounce back from. So full disclosure, this is a free sponsorship this week. Austin, we want to make it up to you. I want to make it up to you. So this is on the house. We're shouting you out. Uh, Austin Ringling, stand-up guy, uh, just a heck of a human being. Um, we're proud to have him as a sponsor of the show. And Austin, uh, you know, if if this uh, does anything to make it up, if you feel like it's worth it, yeah, you can shoot us a few bucks for the sponsorship. That's fine. Towards towards the Brad Leland cameo. We'll put it towards the Brad Leland cameo. Uh, but, you know, if you just want to accept this free sponsorship uh, as completely and totally free, that is absolutely acceptable. Um, but congratulations to Austin Ringling for being the sole and exclusive sponsor of this week's episode of Reliving the Lights. Stand-up guy, not Landry. No. All right, let's get into the episode. This is episode 505. It is entitled Kingdom. It originally aired December 1st of 2010. Rated TV 14. It was 43 minutes long. Anthony, Haven Iron Oak. We know he's there. What does he got to say about it? The East Dilla Lions face the South Kingdom Rangers, the team to whom they forfeited at the beginning of last season. Coach tries to steer the team away from talk of revenge, but when the game gets rough and the officiating lopsided, coach reconsiders. Meanwhile, Tammy bonds with one of the East Dillon teachers in a girls' night in, a in girls, a girls' night, night in, <laughs> and Julie's relationship with her T T A hits a snag. Following the game, so Hastings gross. finds an outlaw white lightning party in the otherwise dry <laughs> town, and bolstered by hooch, talk of college recruitment and brotherhood. The lions go a bit overboard with the male bonding. <laughs> All throughout the first part of that, I was thinking like, this is very, this is very good. It's well written. It's uh, solid. It's to the point. It's concise. Nothing weird here. And then that last sentence got a little out there. Yeah. Um. But overall, I think good. I think saying Julie's relationship with her TA hits a snag is a bit of an understatement. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming the outlaw white lightning party is I didn't, did they talk about that? It was a dry town. I don't remember. That. I don't remember. And I, I don't so I assume white all. lightning. Is that a reference to like moonshine? No Which, idea. They're all drinking out of Mason jars. So you kind of, yeah, they were, it's I don't know. Moonshine. Maybe I was, yeah, too furiously taking notes that I didn't uh, catch yeah. the nuances of Hastings freaking hippie party. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more into that later. So, Overall, I think one of Haven Iron Oaks better uh, better yeah, works here. It's not bad. Yep. Um, did Movie Dude 2 have anything to say about he it? Sure uh, he sure did. I figured he did. He sure did. Here's what Movie Dude 2 had to say. A year after being branded as quitters, the Lions have a rematch against the team that they forfeited against last season. The boys on the team make a lifelong pact, which leads to them branding themselves and back at college, Julie is branded as a slut by the wife of the man she's having an affair with. <laughs> okay. Was there... Okay, so branding is the theme. Yes. Was there a, a reference to branding in that first part of the sentence? Yep. A year after being branded as quitters. Ah, there we go. I didn't I didn't catch it at that point. Mm -hmm. Branded yeah, you as quitters. you weren't ready for it. Yeah, dang. Because the like main branding point 
was yeah the branding yeah okay wow <laughs> the literal the quite literal branding man you're taking it to another level man uh, that's impressive the world deserves to hear this why won't they approve our freaking plot synopsis <laughs> seriously that's ticking me off well nice work thank you for doing that you're uh a wizard with the words <laughs> oh very impressive all right, that's what uh, Haven Iron Oak and Movie 2 have to say about it. Uh, let's get into our own summary of what happened on this episode. So this episode starts out with uh, practice. Coach is imploring Vince to do it his way, to do it Coach's way. Uh, the, we see the TMU scout there, um, like at practice, watching, well, supposedly Luke, but also Vince. Um, and the TMU scout is telling coach like hey why are you making him do these like two three step drops why don't you let him free and you know let him scramble and stuff like that coach yeah, obviously natural natural scrambler you natural put scrambler uh coach obviously you know is not too into he doesn't usually receive uh feedback like that very well um, <laughs> yeah okay the next scene we see coach is cooking <laughs> bacon in his office yeah is this ever explained no He's just frying bacon on a yeah, it's, like, griddle. It's very bizarre. Uh, actually, while we were working on the movie, do two synopsis, Angie was like looking at, she must have found some like in-depth summary of this episode uh-huh. because she was like, oh yeah, did they ever like figure out why Coach was cooking bacon while he was talking to Vince? <laughs> no. I feel like maybe I should have like gone to the deleted scenes and yeah, maybe there's some context. Maybe something that got cut, but Coaches frying bacon on a griddle in his office while he talks to Vince uh, about like the TMU situation. And Vince kind of comes clean about TMU approaching him when he was on the visit with Luke to TMU, even though that was Luke's visit. Uh, as we, as listeners likely remember, they kind of pulled Vince in to the mm-hmm. coach's room and wanted to talk to him too. So, um, Coach says he wants to talk to Vince and his dad, um, and he tells Vince, like, hey, don't mention this to Luke or anything mm-hmm. like that. Don't tell him about the TMU thing. In the locker room, we learned that the next game is 250 miles away, so it's a five-hour road trip. Yeah. Coach kind of gives him a little talking to, says, hey, you know, I know there's going to be some some animosity at this game. This is the team we forfeited to last year. Uh, there's going to, I know, I know there's been some talking. I know who's mm-hmm. been saying it. And I know mm-hmm. you guys have been talking about getting revenge. And I'm telling you right now, don't try to get revenge. Um, you know? Yeah. When you play for revenge, you play stupid. And where he has this quote, uh, that's you know a very coach quote, but it's it's nice. Success is not a goal; it's a byproduct. So we're gonna play our game. We're gonna play our kind of football, and that's where uh, Coach Stan interjects. We're gonna play Taylor Ball, <laughs> uh, and everybody kind of loves it, I guess. Coach Stan, uh, they never really resolved the Coach Stan is gay storyline. I feel like that's still closeted. I feel like uh, that's coach, not coming back. No, like they just like maybe they intended to go somewhere with it, and maybe they didn't. Maybe they were just like, by the way, uh, <laughs> he's coach totally gay. Gay. That's that's part of his character. <laughs> now you know. 
Maybe, hangs, you know. He hangs out at Steers. Uh, maybe that's supposed to s- explain like his uh, over the top macho coaching yeah, style. You be. know, like he's compensating for something, or I don't know. But yeah, no, we, they never revisit that. Definitely seemed like it was going to be an ongoing plot. Yeah, line, it seemed but, like it was going to be part of the plot. But I think we're we're running out of time. And <laughs> spoiler alert: I already watched season five, episode six, and it doesn't come up there. So. <laughs> Maybe just like on the final episode, like in a in an ending <laughs> montage, we'll just see Coach Stan like holding hands with another man. <laughs> well, he lived happily ever after. <clears throat> we'll see. I'm I'm not really holding out hope that we're gonna get yeah, resolution, same. but I hope we do. I do too. Agreed. Next, we see Julie making the walk of shame back into her dorm room. Her roommates there. Uh, Julie just crashes into bed roommate saying like, no, you got to go to class. Uh, but Julie's not really yeah, having it pretty pointless scene. Yeah. Uh, basically just to establish that Julie is still. Sucks. Yeah. She's off. Um, and yeah. that this, uh, adulterous tryst that she has entered into is also affecting her schoolwork and yeah. Yep. All that. Yep. <clears throat> My wife, uh, as we watched it, just kept kind of keeping a tally on the Julie Hato meter this episode, and it just kept. Oh, buddy! Wait till us. wait till you guys watch episode six because oh, no. episode six is a hard ten. Spoiler alert! Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, season five, episode six is a maybe not a. I shouldn't maybe say that, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be. It's going to be high. It's going to be high. Have we had a ten? Have we ever pegged it on the? That's a good question. You're the you're the man with the stats. <clears throat> yeah, I stopped doing that like two and a oh. half seasons in. So. Oh, <laughs> why? I those stats why anymore. did you do that? <laughs> I thought we could have had a nice recap at the end of the like we could have averaged everything out. I'll go through it all. I'll I'll go back before the all final right. episode. I'll go back and get all the scores because right. I also don't think there were some times in season two where things were getting a little sloppy, and I'm not sure things got recorded properly. <laughs> <laughs> on fair. the spreadsheet so i'll double check the work and uh fair. go through it <laughs> season <laughs> two season two has some dark times for sure Ooh. i mean like just, just in the in the world in general it was yeah a dark like time. it was we were still pre-vaccine it was <laughs> <laughs> i was i wasn't even in the house for recording i was out in the garage oh, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, Julie sucks. Next, we see lions leaving for their trip, their five-hour drive. Um, we see Huxton Ruckleberry slip a bottle of liquor in his bag. Uh, Buddy Junior is kind of getting the the hazing treatment. I think Buddy yep. even says something to yeah, him about it. Like Buddy's can, kind of explaining to it. him. This is yep. just all part of it, Buddy. Uh, so he's having to take all their bags and pack them into the bus and all that. <laughs> Uh, Vince talks to Jess, making some, uh, suggestive comments about, uh, how they're going to enjoy the fact that she has her own hotel room as the only girl on the team. Um, so they all get on the bus. <clears throat> we know that coach doesn't want them to view the game as a revenge opportunity, but they literally drive through a giant banner that just says revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see co- a little exasperation from coach on that. And uh, as they drive out from East Dillon, uh, Mike Huckabee instantly asks if they're there yet. 
<laughs> I was waiting to drop that one. Boy. Uh, yeah, drops a dry. Are we there? Hey, coach, we there yet? Are we there yet? Uh, which I debated whether to bring up or not, but it does come up later in the episode. Yeah. So I, I definitely made note of it and would yep. have mentioned it even if it didn't come okay. back in the episode, but yep. I would not have called him Mike Huckabee, but <laughs> don't know his actual name. It's just the first thing that popped in my head when I was writing down. Notes. Hastings so. Ruckel. It's not that okay. hard. You can tell me, you can tell me what it is. I guarantee you by the time it comes up again, I will have forgotten and be confused about what his actual name is. So for the rest of this episode in my notes, he's Mike Huckabee. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Right. We, we get a scene of Tammy. Uh, she's calling Julie, leaving her a message. Um, seems a little bit concerned that she is kind of not able to get a hold of Julie, but yeah, um, one of the teachers uh, asks her to hang out while coach is out of town. Originally suggests that they like go to a movie or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But Julie or Tammy is like, oh, I've got the baby. I've got Gracie Bell. So Gracie like, we could uh, get Chinese and, and drink wine. And Tammy's like, hell yeah. <laughs> She's all about that. Absolutely. Uh, white wine specifically, too. Yes. So you know that they're trying to crush it. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a little bit of the bus ride. There's a lot of like organized freestyle rapping. Yeah. One on. of the coaches starts rapping. Yeah. And then uh, Tinker. Does yeah, he's got rap. some he's got some bars. Yeah. And then Luke uh like really struggles, but he does better than it's actually pretty good. Any right to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh at somewhere around here the bus breaks down, right? Yes. And yep. uh we see Billy with the with the hood open up there on the bus. Coach says, "Why don't we just call AAA?" Billy <laughs> Billy says, "We're not calling AAA. AAA's for women." <laughs> And continues to uh, explain why, as real men, they need to fix the bus themselves. Uh, so there's a lot of other conversations that are going on here. I, I don't know if you wrote them down. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. I, I wrote down that we have Vince and Luke talking about TMU. I can't remember yep. if this is where Vince reveals the no, truth. No, not yet. About, okay, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, because they're talking about like, oh, yeah, when we get there, like, we'll be right. They're talking yeah. like positively about yeah they're, yep. they're yep yep yeah. uh, and then I've got a uh, oh Hastings and Buddy Junior talking about uh, Hastings is like you a virgin <laughs> uh, and Buddy's like Buddy Junior's like no and he's like sure all right <laughs> yeah like <laughs> continues the conversation as if he is a virgin yes yep we also see uh, a piss line alongside the road a bunch of the the football players just. Whipping it out and taking a whiz. I must have been taking uh taking notes. I missed that. Oh yeah. Yep. Just alongside the road. Which, you know, I can relate to that because I don't know if you remember, you probably do, but Randall did not like anyone using the bathroom in his bus. Well as long you were good to use the bathroom on the bus as long as it wasn't number two. Yeah, don't in Randall Brumbaugh's bus. It's, who's the horse that took a <laughs> shit on my bus? <laughs> oh good stuff oh okay let's get back to work back in (laughs) 
Uh, next scene, we see Julie, what I thought was class, sitting next to the creepy-ass TA in class of the professor that he's a TA for. No. It, it's it was a poetry like, reading. Yeah, it was like later. what I took to be like a lecture. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a class lecture, but no, he came in to the class. Oh, like, he did. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. I thought they were, he was okay. He comes in, interrupts and basically is like, Hey, you want to get out of here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, something in the poem or whatever that the dude is reading references. Sopapillas. And oh, she's like, what the hell's a sopapilla? And he's like, it's a fry bread, the best fry bread. Let's go get some. <laughs> um, Cal, he's, he's just gross. Yeah, super, super gross. I mean, gross. Julie's gross too, but he's nasty. Yeah. Creepy. Predatory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't like it at all. Next, we get a uh, scene of Coach Stan blowing his whistle very loudly on the bus. It's a good bit. Well, to wake up all the sleeping players because <laughs> all the players are sleeping. <laughs> What's and the issue coach- with them sleeping? Well, and the thing is the coach does it. Coach he Taylor, tells Stan to he's do like, it. hey, go do that thing you do. And he just like the thing he does is blows the whistle to wake up the team. Dick move. But in my experience of riding on buses with my peers, I feel like I've been on the road on buses pretty late and not once have I ever seen every single person on the bus (laughs) sleeping at the same time. Yeah, especially not in the middle of the day. What exactly? Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this question because I think it's going to be different for you. Yeah. What was the furthest away away game that you played as a plat Black Panther? Furthest, furthest away game was probably Dakota Valley, which was three hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. So In we're football. talking two hours short of this particular yes. road trip. Every time when the whole team was sleeping on the way to the game. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So my senior year, which I believe, I think that was the first year of PGDC. Yep. Cause I never had that. And so our schedule was a little bit different. And I think we went to Mobridge, which I believe was four hours. Mobridge is a trek. Yeah. Yep. And then we did Howard, which <clears throat> is like two and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, my Mobridge I think was four hours, and that was a, I mean that was a haul. Um, but yep. I don't recall a time when everybody was asleep. Certainly. All right, the Panther. No, not the Panthers. The, the Lions. Lions. We have to do it at least once an episode. So there we go. There's our Panthers. Mm-hmm. Miss. Uh, yeah. Go Cats. <laughs> yeah, go Cats. That's the safe way. The Lions roll into the hotel, and actually, I should have definitely been able to say the Lions because on the sign it says East Dillon Loins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, East Dillon Loins. As they check into the hotel, it's absolute chaos. Um, this gave me anxiety. Yes, I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> like, this is the kind of situation that had I been in high school at that time, I would have been dying. I would have been like, oh my God, please stop everyone. Just stop. And watching it now, like having been in like a youth pastor and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this kind of stuff that drove me absolutely crazy. 
um, yeah. gave me anxiety as well. Uh, but they get checked in the hotel. Vince introduces his dad to Coach Taylor. Um, his name is Ornette Howard. I don't yeah. think we knew that. That no. Pa Howard's <laughs> name is Ornette. Uh, that seems like it would have stuck out. But uh, Ornette is, I don't know, in my opinion, I felt like he was clearly uncomfortable with just kind of the interaction they had. Yeah. Over over apologetic, or maybe that's later where he's over apologetic, but clearly uncomfortable. Up next, we see practice on the field. Yes, they're practicing. This and this is another thing, you know. So you played a game three hours away from Platt. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a game four hours away from Platt. This is only one hour more than that, and they made a whole like trip out of it. Yeah, seems excessive. Did they um, stay the night before and that's the night I, after? Yeah, yes, they did. They definitely yeah, stayed the night on. before because we hear that conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The night, yeah, before the game. So they stayed for sure the night before. And yeah, the night after because they take off in the morning. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to miss school anyway, then you just leave like during school and get there in time right. for the game. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. That's a very large hotel bill that East Dillon, who is an under-resourced, underfunded school, <laughs> yeah. did not need to pay. These are the questions that Billy and Mindy will not be asking on their podcast. Hell this is why no. You listen. listen, we know that we, uh, at the time of this recording, are doing pretty bad about releasing episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been less than consistent, but but... I don't think I don't know if we mentioned about me either, but we both caught COVID, and also I got I got married. Yeah, so give give us a break. Yeah, uh, you know you we're still a better podcast. One hundred percent. End of story. <clears throat> I haven't even kept track of what they're doing. I assume they're staying consistent. Yeah, and on. I but. keep getting like you know I get the notifications like oh there's a new episode to listen to, but I have not listened to a new episode since two or three. So. No, maybe I'll catch up. I've been listening to uh, the Always Sunny podcast, which is fantastic oh. um, because it's it's uh, it's Charlie and Mac and Dennis. Oh, my gosh. Um, hosting it. And they do. It's one episode of the podcast per episode of the show. Jeez. But they basically don't talk about the show at all. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah. So uh, you watch the episode, right? It's like, yep. And then they it's it's so far anything else i'm like eight episodes in and they they're they're each a half hour and they definitely spend less than 10 minutes of each episode actually (laughs) talking about the episode like less than a third of each episode talking about the episode which is it's very enjoyable uh critics of reliving the lights would say that we have a similar thing going on but not in a positive way (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i will take a look at that and yeah, put it recommend. in my queue. They're also, I think, they're only in season two right now, so it's a good time to to jump on board. Nice. Oh yes. I mean, really, anything with Charlie Day, I'm going to give it a shot, <laughs> even if it's a terrible movie that obviously looks like <laughs> it's absolute crap. I'm going to watch it and at least give him a chance. So, all right. So practice on the field. They're practicing on the opponent's field. Which is ridiculous. They made, they made a three-day trip out of this five-hour <laughs> trip. I don't know. Maybe it's the Midwesterner in me, but uh seems like a bit much. Yeah. Platt High School would not have the budget to uh, put us yeah. up for a couple nights. No. Unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, 
we do during this practice. Billy is getting pretty worked up. Whew. It's pretty funny. Uh, Billy is coaching the special teams unit, and he says that special teams is when the real players take a breather <laughs> and the people in the stands get a chance to drop the kids off at the pool. <laughs> and then I'm going to go ahead and maybe cancel this, but he says special teams, more like special ed. Too far, Billy, but it is Billy Riggins. So yeah, uh, what can't can expect? expect much more out of him. Uh, he does go hard on the special, the special teams unit. And it is, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I will admit, uh, the other coaches are kind of like, Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is supposed to be a walkthrough man. Like yeah, you he's done? getting worked up. He's getting worked <laughs> up. Uh, we see the lions just absolutely take over the pool. At the also hotel. gave me anxiety. Absolutely. I pictured myself as a, as that parent with their kids in the pool and how mad I would be. Uh, in that situation, I would be very pissed. Um, anxiety, 100%. Like, literally, the apartment complex that we last lived in in Brookings had a pool. Mm-hmm. And, like, Angie and I would sometimes, like, not go if there was, like, three or more people in there. Yeah. Like, period. I can't imagine just taking over the pool from three people being in it. It is just so far outside of what I feel is appropriate. Uh, and I yes. recognize that that is my personality and that right. like, not everyone feels that same way. Like right. I probably should not feel bad about entering a pool that has three or f- four <laughs> people public in pool. it already. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I feel bad about that yep. and I'm not going to do it. Yep. <clears throat> and those, uh, you know, four, five, six year old kids that are in there, like probably are enjoying that pool more than I would. So why wouldn't I right. let them, you know, have, have the, the, the pool to themselves. So hated it. I'm glad that you hated it too. That, yeah, that makes sense for the both of us. Vince and Pa Howard are talking about the college recruiting situation with coach. They get a chance to sit down with him, talk it through. Um, coach basically offers like, listen, if you're okay with it, we can run everything through me. If any colleges talk to you, if any recruiters talk to you, uh, why don't you just run everything by me? Don't say anything or, you know, just let me be kind of the intermediary. And it seems like at this point, Pa, pa Howard or Orville Redenbacher, whatever, uh, Ornette <laughs> uh, Howard. Got Mike is, uh, Huckabee and Orville Redenbacher <laughs> on this episode. Uh, he seems to be on board with it. He seems agreeable. Uh, yeah, we get a, a scene of of Julian T.A. at the little fry bread place. Uh, I remember how far they said it was away. I think from like the ninety college. minutes or ninety yeah. miles or something. And like it was that. just kind of like a. It almost looked like it was just like a food truck, right? Food truck, like, which in two thousand ten, it wasn't very. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Julie kind of asks how he he found this place. He's like. Oh, I was lost and I took a left and I took a right. This whole scene is just <sighs> awful. Like it's just there's no point. It's super lame. I don't know like if they like re-signed Amy T Garden, like if they were like, you gotta come back for season five and like we're gonna put you in X amount of minutes per episode because <sighs> every scene that she's in just makes 
is is extremely boring in this particular episode and just makes us hate her more every yeah it's episode. literally it's it's like the uh the julie taylor hato meter is like in sync with the amount of like the clock ticking of <laughs> yes. how much we hate her like it just continues to go up yep. by the second it's she's got uh, what they call in pro- professional wrestling go away heat uh, where it's like it's not yes. it's not good heat. It's not no. like you're a heel and we're all mad at you for doing heelish things. It's like yeah. we don't want to see you anymore. Get Go away. Out of here. Yeah. Uh Lindsay made sure to made sure that I put in my notes that the creepy ass TA guy basically it implies that God is guiding them into adultery. He says something like, Maybe there's like a higher power that's uh forcing me to make these decisions or something oh, like geez. that. That's way off, but yeah. Cause it well, cause he said that in reference to like finding the fry bread place. Right. But and then, then he, he works it. it. Yeah. It he to... works it into ugh. gross. Hate it. We absolutely hate it. We get a scene of buddy junior dropping six buckets of ice in the hotel hallway. <laughs> oh, it was, I, I wrote down someone trips buddy junior while he's carrying a comical amount of ice buckets. <laughs> He's that was never going like, to end up good. No, no, he's carrying a literal pyramid of ice buckets. <laughs> Too many ice buckets, Buddy <laughs> Jr. What were you thinking? Anthony's got a bucket of ice right beside him. He only attempted to carry one over to Imagine the Imagine me carrying three of these. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> and it was way more than three. Yeah, it, they were, they it were was stacked. So many. It was so many. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud during this scene. Dumb. Maybe I was still, maybe I'm still on that jackass high, but that real, uh, you know, that real universal somebody falls down comedy really must have been, must be hitting for me right now. Yeah. Chaos is kind of happening again. I have social anxiety at this point. They're just raising a ruckus in the hotel. There's ice everywhere. Also, I think even at this point, like the coaches are present. I feel I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure for sure, but I'm pretty sure the coaches are present. This I feel is, like if I was the authority figure in that, I would be like, get in your rooms, shut especially, up. Especially Coach Eric Taylor, who usually is yeah, stern in a that. tight ship. It, yeah. Horrible. It's not going to be a high inspo rating this episode, folks, <laughs> if only for these hotel seats. <laughs> Absolutely. That is not cool. I always took pride when I would take my youth group to like different retreats and conferences and stuff. I always took pride that we were the ones that were in the dorms or their hotel rooms or whatever who were respectful of the people around us. And we were not going to be the ones who were pulling East Dillon Lions crap and like <laughs> disrupting everyone else's sleeping yep. time. And I made that abundantly clear to all of my students, even the like sixth grade, you know. Eleven-year-old right. kids, like we especially are especially them. Respectful. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so <clears throat> not impressive, Coach. Yeah, and at the uh, at the same time at the uh, hotel, we get kind of a scene. It must have been maybe after things calmed down a little bit in the hallway. Yeah, yeah things of, have definitely uh, settled. Vince and Luke kind of step out onto the deck, and they're kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. you know their future and brotherhood and and you know the uh you know the team and you know mm-hmm. how how all that stuff is important to you when you're 17 and <laughs> uh 
and seems like it's going to last forever or whatever. And then uh, Hastings and Tinker walk out and they kind of join in. And we find out that coaches within earshot, I'm really interested in how they shot this scene because I cannot imagine what hotel setup is like this. Yeah, that was really (laughs) weird. Like they're on multiple levels, like coaches down on the ground level, but it's really like only half a level above uh, below that. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, coach hears everything they're talking about. You can tell he's like kind of touched by what's he's got going like on. a little, just a touch of a smile, just a little bit of curling up. Yep, and it is it is a nice conversation as yeah. far as like you know, seventeen year old kids having a right. heartfelt conversation goes. Uh, and there are a few things that coach rolls his eyes at a little bit or shakes <laughs> his head at, which is which is great. This is a nice coach Taylor moment. I feel yeah, like it's it's a nice. I literally have a nice moment written in my notes. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Mike Huckabee comes out. He's like talking about how, <laughs> uh, like about you're how- gonna confuse the listeners. <laughs> like Mike Huckabee. <laughs> Yeah, Mike Huckabee. Uh, he had his saxophone, and no, his bass guitar, and <laughs> yeah. everything, and tried to be funny. Uh, no, uh, Ruckleberry Finn comes out and he's talking about like, apparently he's lived in this town. So he knows be, just because of like, oh yeah. Cause he used to dad, live here, which yeah, is like his dad works, worked on oil yeah, worked rig, the oil and so rigs, he moved yeah. around a lot. So he knows about that. So we kind of get a little bit, uh, of a, a deeper heart to heart from Hastings. Ruckle. Um, we get a little bit more of his character, so that's nice. But they do they 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 talk about like, yeah, this is the team we forfeited to last year, but we're a different team now. And uh coach Taylor, they say some nice stuff about coach uh as he's listening, so that's good. Um thought it was a nice little scene. And it also brought me back, like I did have it brought me back to like <clears throat> I don't I can't remember ever staying in a hotel with like in a sports related event, but I did have like, uh, <laughs> like all state choir and stuff like that, right. where I stayed with friends in a hotel in high school. And it, it did remind me of that. Like just a bunch of dudes For who sure. aren't used to like being out in a different situation, staying up late and talking. Yeah. Uh, yep. Good memories. I, I good remember, memories. uh, you'll remember this trip. Uh, I think. Yeah. To the youth group trip to Kansas City. Heck yeah. In what must have been 2004 or five. Yeah. Um, to uh, acquire, acquire the, the fire. fire. Yep. And in my room was me, Andrew, Colin, and a mentor, Chase Hurd. Oh my lord. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, friend of the yeah. show and season one finale guest, yeah. Chase Hurd. Yeah. Current uh, Harrisburg, South Dakota State football champion coach. Yep. Yep. Uh, Chase. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I can uh, only imagine the conversation. The, the only thing that I remember specifically about it was we definitely got to a point where Chase was like, all right, you guys go to sleep. And I remember Andrew was like, Anthony, what do you th-? Or No, it was definitely Colin. It was like, and I was Anthony. And, Andrew and <laughs> Andrew and Colin were in one bed and me and Chase were in the other bed. And he was like, What do you think of the great blue heron? <laughs> and, and Chase was like, guys, go to bed. And I remember I paused probably one of the greatest like comedic pauses I've ever done in my life because it was a solid like three minute pause. 
and just after three minutes of silence just said it's a beautiful bird <laughs> everybody lost <laughs> I gotta tell you I had gray blue heron is one of my favorite birds I'm with you on that it's a, great it's a beautiful bird, bird. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> bird dude yeah man that sounds even better than uh <laughs> what they were talking about uh yeah. as East Elm lines all right, next, it's game time. Uh, we see early on in the game, they say that the Lions are down by three, and it is just kind of a dirty, trash-talking slog of a game uh, is the impression we get. Uh, real back and forth. Yeah, yeah. the refs are, are not calling the game very fair. Mm-hmm. Coach is getting pretty worked up. Um by halftime at 17 to 7. Yeah. Um, I had to explain to Angie what taking a knee is in football. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because coach wants Vince to take a knee, but you can tell that he doesn't really want to. He wants to, you know, air it out and go for one quick score before. But he is obedient. He agrees to do it coach's way, which we heard from or which we heard about early in the episode in practice. Also during the first half, Buddy Jr. takes a big hit on special teams. He picks up yeah. a squib squib kick and gets nailed uh, with kind of a dirty hit. Uh, gets the gets the other guys fired up on the team. Um, yeah, at halftime, you know, there's a lot of talk in the locker room about wanting revenge. Coach tells, tells them to not be dumb. Uh, I, okay, so I want your take on this. At this point, like I felt like coach was telling them to stick to their game plan, like don't get dirty, all that. But then after the game, I felt like they were saying that they did not do that and that they kind of like went to South Kings level or whatever. So I was confused. What what do you yeah, feel like happened I, here in the second I, half? And what do you think coaches coach was saying? Yeah, so coach Coach definitely was talking them down at halftime, but there was another call at some point in the third quarter. And I believe if memory serves coach, like pulls Vince over to the sideline and he's like, all right, we're playing for, he doesn't say we're playing for revenge, but he basically is just like, all right, it, we're doing it. (laughs) So, yeah, I remember that conversation, but even in that moment, I interpret it as, okay, continue to play our game. But I, I maybe I just interpreted that wrong. No, I think he and read it wrong. But yeah, the way say, I right, read let it, let loose and let it go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to point out here that there is some really racist and heinous that is uh, spoken by the South King, whatever they are. Um, they call Vince a gorilla and talk about bananas, and that's. Oh. Really awful. And I must so, have missed all of that while taking notes. However, whatever level of like dirty the East Dillon Lions got to, I support that and more. Um, <laughs> if that was going on, so yeah, it was really gross. Lindsay and I both uh, like physically like like cringed at that point. So Vince, when they come out from halftime after hearing that racist heinous. Uh, Vince puts himself on the kickoff team. I believe he told Buddy Jr. like, hey, I'm in for you so that he can go and 
Uh, yep. He smacks number 23, uh, gets called for a penalty for it not being a clean hit, which I have no idea at this point after Luke Cafferty's hit that got penalized, like right. what's a clean hit and what's not in West Yeah, it was Texas hard to tell, football. especially because, well, I think especially because of the hit that got that Buddy Jr. Mm-hmm. got hit with. So, right. I think that they were trying yeah. to illustrate that something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but the the Lions are super fired up. They start playing really hard, and abs- they just absolutely crush uh, the other team at this point. We see uh, during the game, um, the like TMU recruiter guy from earlier like kind of cozies up to Orville Redenbacher, <laughs> and. Okay, I wanted to ask you about this because Lindsay and I were both like, what did he just say? Uh, the announcer during the game uh, says East Dillon is really feeling their oats. At this uh, point. Have you that. heard that phrase before? No, and no. <laughs> what does it mean? I've heard of sowing oats. Right, which isn't really uh, applicable to this feeling situation. Oats, no. Feeling oats. But I mean, oats. is this the same announcer that said tinker stinker? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just Googled it. It comes up. Uh, feeling one's oats when applied to humans typically when applied to humans <laughs> <laughs> what about when applied to other animals i want to know more uh, it is in there uh so it typically describes someone who feels newly emboldened often behaving in a cocky or arrogant fashion but as the oats part of the idiom suggests the description was originally applied to horses and how they act after they are fully fed Huh. There you One go. could say that over the last few years, Randall Brumbaugh has really been feeling his oats. <laughs> <laughs> Newly emboldened. I like that. Hey, put that in the, the lexicon. I, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to sneak it in. I, he's really I always, feeling his oats. I think it came up recently uh, on my time hop because every time I see it, I'm like, God, I need to bring that up again. Is uh, This was like six or seven years ago now. Well, no, because Angie and I were together. So probably closer to five or six years ago. And this is when I used to listen to NPR every day on my way uh-huh. to work when I used to have a commute. <laughs> right. Back in the old times. Yeah. The before <laughs> times. Uh, and I remember somebody on NPR said they used the phrase, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And I was like, that's f- great. I want to use that. I want to find a way to start saying that. And so I kind of like made it a bit with some people on my trivia team where I'd be like, well, you know what I always say? If you're not at the table. You're on the menu. <laughs> well, free, feel free to work that in. I, I hope you'll work that in at some point at the rest of this uh, episode. Uh, so yeah, East Dillon's really feeling their oats. They're feeling newly emboldened by the oats they just ate. East Dillon does win, uh, as they're walking off the field, coach gets questioned about all the penalties. Uh, there's like something like 245 yards worth of penalties. And most of them were personal fouls or whatever that's called in football. Uh, so coach kind of doesn't really comment on that. Blows them off. Uh, the reporter asked once again in a very racist, uh, maybe microaggression, maybe overt aggression. Is that the style you're going to play this year? Thug ball? Oof, I didn't catch Gross. that either. Gross. Gross. I hate to hear it. 
Next, we see the lions are raising just a whole lot of ruckus in the hotel to the point where the hotel, like, like the concierge guy, yeah, yeah, he's up there trying to convince them to shut up, but they continue to party. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And the coaches are right like there. A, a poor woman, like trying to get through the yeah, hallway. Yeah, like an old couple trying to get through. <laughs> and the coach is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, uh, we'll tone it down. And then the guy leaves and they like encourage Just it. Turn it back up. Yeah. Boo. I hate it. Don't I hate like it. it. Uh, true story. One time, um, my mom and dad and two sisters and my grandma we're staying in a hotel, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar. This is kind of a plat game, but up and down the river, uh, the card game. Oh, it's a favorite of mine. Um, but they were playing up and down the river, and in this game, to make your bid, you have to like the what you do is like on the table, you kind of like bang like one, two, and then you hold out your hand like two okay, or three sure. or whatever. That's your bid for the game or whatever. Yep. And uh, it got so rowdy with my grandma and banging on the table. That like they got a call from the front desk like, oh. hey, can you guys tone it down? We've been getting some complaints. So my grandma <laughs> was raising a ruckus in the hotel. <laughs> and I know if I would have been there, I would have been just absolutely mortified. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But they all thought it was hilarious that grandma was raising right, the ruckus one, playing yeah. up and down the river. So, uh, yeah. So uh, they're raising a ruckus in the hotel. Jess and Vince are kind of starting to get down to business uh, in Jess's hotel room. Yep. And as they kind of start in, uh, the the guys, uh, Mike Huckabee and the crew, knock on the door. The sliding <laughs> Angie, door. Angie made a good point of this, is that whenever anybody on this TV show is making out, it's always in plain sight. They never, like, close <laughs> their curtains. They You're never, right. like, they're literally, like, in front of a huge window <laughs> <laughs> right or like in a in a car like parked right outside of a restaurant mm. you know that's the julie taylor move yes in a car in plain sight yes in a very public place that's true like literally all they had to do was just like pull the curtain over yeah Problem like in the very least yeah i feel like that would be like the very first move i would make would be like mm, okay i live on the third floor <laughs> of a building <laughs> and even I'm like uh, let's close this window before anything <laughs> right. happens that couldn't possibly be within eyeshot of anybody Anyone. unless they were literally <laughs> flying <laughs> uh, well you did uh, you did get out your binoculars and watch those guys on the, That's the true. by the Levitt shell so maybe if they were at the Levitt shell the and angle wouldn't be no the bin- angle wouldn't binoculars. be nope. no they okay Unless you were like getting down to business on your right. patio, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, there there are certain spots in the apartment that you could maybe see something if we were in the right spot. But anywhere reasonable or logical, no. Come on, Vince. Uh, cover your bases here. But uh, they knock on the door. They want to go out in raise more ruckus just outside of the hotel context. Yeah. And they so want to party. They had a big, they had yep. a big game. They had a big day. How, we, uh, okay. So we're not quite there yet, but I want to know how did they get hooked up with this party? Do we know? Is it Hastings? Uh, Mike Huckabee's? Re- yeah. Like, Cause he used to live here. He used to live here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why was he hooked up with like 45 year old hippies is my question. Have you seen him? 
He's a hippie. <laughs> he is a hippie himself. Yeah. It's probably his mom and dad's friends or something. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Vince has to go. Jess is not overly. No, she's honestly, she's, yeah, pretty upset about it. She like yeah, locks she was, the door. She was ready to go. Yeah. Um, so they take off. Uh, next, we get more freaking fillers with creepy-ass TA guy. Earlier in the show, where uh, the scene where they were uh, on the balconies and coaches with an earshot, which mm-hmm. I really thought, sorry to go back to this, but I mm-hmm. really thought that they were going to... Um, I thought they were going to do a reveal where they were like, ah, we know you're listening, coach, because there's a scene <laughs> where they're like, where I think Tinker is like talking about how he like is watching porn on his TV and they're like, porn <laughs> is not roommate, free, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, it's actually, actually really costs expensive. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To what Tinker said. Well, my roommate's in there having himself a film festival, so I better go tell him to stop. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. So that, that uh, is what I thought about when Jess is alone in the hotel room. Maybe she <laughs> had herself a film festival. Yeah, maybe had herself a film festival. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, ladies listening, Michael B. Jordan leaves you hanging like ooh. that. Tell me you're not going to have a film festival. <laughs> okay, next we see the creepy ass TA driving around aimlessly, teaching Julie how to get lost, the art of getting lost. That's just pretend. Yeah. I like I, that's pretentious bull crap. I hate that. Yeah, it's dumb. They talk I, about like why they're at Burleson, which I guess I didn't even know that that's where Julie was at. I don't. Nope. Is I've, just referring, I've been referring to it as college or. <laughs> Bur- I gotta stop googling things for time's sake, but I am gonna look it up. Burlington University, Burleson College. Okay, so people also ask, is Burleson a real college? Burleson College was founded in 1895 by the Hunt County Baptist Association. The five-acre college campus was located one mile from Greenville. In June 1907, the trustees in the Baptist Educational Commission decided to make Burleson College a junior college. In 1929, it had 325 students and 19 teachers. So it sounds like at one point in time, it was. Okay. Uh, okay, I have to click on this. Uh, it's from Slate.com, but the name of the page is I Love Buddy Jr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is great. The article starts out, so it's on Slate. I Love Buddy Jr. It starts out, quote, nature already has meat. It's called a cow. <laughs> Unquote. What's better than one Buddy Garrity? Two Buddy Garrities. <laughs> <laughs> a big Texas howdy do to Buddy Jr. who helped make this episode one of my favorites in a long, long time. <laughs> this guy really loves Buddy Jr. I'll have to yeah, come back I to guess. That I think you might just love Buddy and love that there's yeah, a, wanted a, another version of him. Yeah, Buddy Jr., which once again, we've talked about it perfectly cast, if only from an aesthetic standpoint. A- absolutely. Aesthetically, that even in this, in this episode, I was like, he nails it. What, at, at the end of the episode where they're both hung over and you like see both of them, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the same person just, you know, 30 years apart. Fantastic. Okay. So they're, they're talking about why they're at Burleson. Let's say it at the same time. Um, 
I the subtitles did not say what Julie was saying, so I do not know what she said. Oh, sexist. But I, <laughs> I, I didn't really even care about what the creepy ass TA was saying. But long story short, at the end of the conversation, the creepy ass TA says, "So who's Matt?" And Julie says, "Just this guy in Chicago." And I audibly groaned at that point. And then <clears throat> they start making out. Yeah. Gross. It's super gross. Uh, back at the hotel, <laughs> the coaches are playing cards, drinking in celebration pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, whiskey. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're getting after it. They're getting after it. Uh, they're all of the coaches, except for Coach Taylor, are pumped about how the game went. Like, yeah, that's how the game's supposed to be played and all that. And Coach Taylor's like, no, I'm not uh, overly enthusiastic about how that game got away from us. And uh, the rest of the coaches are just kind of like, no, that was awesome. That was <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we go from the coaches drinking together to the football team, the football guys. Uh we got Tinker, we got Luke Cafferty, we got Vince, we got Mike Huckabee. They're all out there. They get to some weird Buddy party. Jr. Oh, Buddy Jr.'s there as well. Uh, we've already kind of referenced this, but weird party. They're at. Very weird party. Like, like it looks like it looked like a like a hippie party, but like from Forrest Gump. Like where <laughs> right. it was like it was like, you know, like those weird leather vests. Like it was like yeah. full on like 60s hippie party. Yeah. What part of Texas are they in? Did they say like this is East Texas mm. and they're in what? I, like they didn't specify. I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, there's hippies and moonshine and it looks like 45 year old people. Yeah. Some of them looked party. old for sure. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of. I don't know, a little bit like taken aback, like, ooh, what is going on here? Uh, Yeah. We go back to the coach party. Buddy and Billy are, like, definitely drunk at this point. Um, Buddy is talking shit on Buddy Jr. Yeah, he is. Putting him on blast. Yeah, he got his ass kicked all over the field or something along those Mm -hmm. lines. But at the same and like time, somebody, somebody's like, no, he did good. And he's like, no, he didn't. Don't try to sugarcoat it. My boy sucks. <laughs> See, I, I, I interpreted a little bit different vibe of him being like, yeah, my kid got his butt kicked, but like, at least he was playing football and he was out there. So <laughs> I don't know if there was a tinge of that or if I was just assuming the best in buddy when I <laughs> should be, know yeah. better. <laughs> could be either way. Could be either way. I don't know. Yeah. The way I took it was like he was very disappointed. Uh, yeah. Well, at least he's not in Seattle hugging trees with that's uh, true. Yeah, and eating tofu with whatever Pammy's new husband's name is. Pammy. Uh, <laughs> Pammy. Coach. Coach goes to bed early. Uh, buddy, Ju- well, buddy, buddy accuses coach of nursing his drink. He's straight up drinking out of a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I- even if you're nursing, if you're drinking straight out of the bottle, I feel like you're probably doing all right. And it's very clear that coach is drunk. Uh, right. He calls yeah. Tammy. So like, yeah, yeah. He, chill yeah. out, buddy. Uh, back at the party with the high schoolers, Vince comes 
clean to Luke about TMU. This is where he kind of says like, Hey, they pulled me in, you know, and we're wanting to talk to me about it, but it's a bonding moment. I kind of expected yeah, it really to be connected. a bad thing for Luke, but it ends up being okay. Yep. They connect over it. We also see buddy junior trying to Mac on a girl and failing real hard. What's your estimate on how old this person was? I wrote down I 45. Know. I don't know if I, that was enough. I think I was, take, or what? I was taking notes too furiously that I like was literally just like quick looking up. To clearly, see, clearly uh, old. I probably only saw Buddy Jr. And later on, they refer to as someone that could be his mom, mm. I believe. Or someone's mom, they say. I did not so, realize that. Yes. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> weird yeah. party. Weird party. Extremely weird party. Uh, back at the Taylor household, Tammy and her friend are drunk yeah we see at least four bottles of wine <laughs> on the table which is that's a lot of wine folks oh yeah that'll that'll get you tammy just to remind everyone tammy has an infant in the house or maybe a toddler <laughs> at this point but she yeah, is still uh toddler. the only person uh in the house in charge of taking care of her so uh, a little sketchy there tammy we don't usually have a problem with how you live your life but uh, we're not above calling you out. And I would say this is maybe bad parent behavior. Wow. Um, I, I I've been there, so <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but, uh, yes, but she and her friend teacher, the doe eyed teacher, as I put her in my notes, uh, <laughs> Tammy's kind of spilling her guts to her about the challenges of just raising kids and all that in the middle of this coach completely drunk dials Tammy mm. and, and uh, uh, attempts to ask Tammy what she's wearing and all that. But Tammy shuts that down pretty quickly. Good bit. My, my buddy from college, Jake, uh, shout out to Jake Martin, Jake. Uh, who almost certainly is not listening to the podcast. Uh, but he, one of his bits, uh, he lives in Colorado now, but when he calls you, he'll immediately, he'll say, what are you wearing? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Made me think of that. It's a good bit. It's yeah, a good bit. it's a good bit. It's a good bit. Uh, next, we go back to once again the the Lions party, the high schoolers party. They're sitting around the fire. They're they're doing some drunk bonding here. Like, yeah, and I I, I felt like uh, they actually captured this kind of conversation pretty it was, well. Here. It was perfect. Yeah, we get Luke. Luke is tuned. Oh, He's yeah. Uh, crying. He's talking to Tinker and he's like, you let me trade that pig for my girl. And Tinker is in tears. He's like, she's such a great pig. Uh, so we're still wondering Tinker's in that pig. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, there's a difference we, between pork and pig and the difference is that you can fuck a pig but you can fuck a plate of pork. <laughs> uh, yeah, we love Tinker on the show, folks. I, I am on the verge of ready to to revoke his MVP status for season five, episode one because uh, folks, he's fucking that pig. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we also haven't discussed how, like, he just randomly got braces in the middle of this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like, okay, like, that's maybe a realistic high school thing. I got braces, like, in my junior year of high school <laughs> right. and had them for, like, nine months. Yeah. So for all like, we know, Tinker could be a sophomore. That's true. Yeah, he might be young. Uh, but still just a weird choice for... It is. Like, they could have at least 
I guess maybe acknowledge it a little bit. Maybe it's better if they don't. I guess. Yeah. It's, we don't really need a Tinker Needs Braces storyline <laughs> now that I think about it, really. We've we've got enough Tinker going on with the pole pig thing going on. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> about yeah. all the Tinker we need at this tinker point. Tinker loves that pig a little too much. <sighs> I am concerned about what the writers are trying to do to Tinker. Uh, they're trying to blackball the actor who plays Tinker. They're never getting a I role mean, again. I've never seen him in anything yeah. else. <laughs> Oh yeah, pig or no way. Tinker auditions for a role. They're like, send us a highlight reel, and it's all (laughs) in scenes of him talking about how much he loves a pig. (laughs) No, Uh, we've decided to go a different direction for this role. (laughs) Sorry, our character isn't a pig, so. All right, so Luke is talking about how much he loves everybody. I do want to just, he mentioned a lot of people, but I do want to bring up the fact that he mentions Buddy Jr. and says that man is sucking face with somebody's mom. Uh, And so Luke is talking about how much he loves everybody. And at this point, Mike Huckabee challenges Luke to prove his love for the team by branding himself. Oh, well, yeah, because he says something along the lines of like, I'd walk no, on you. hot, hot, oh, yeah, hot coal yeah. for you yeah. or whatever. And like, they kind of like pan from his face into the fire. Mm-hmm. After that, we think like, oh, maybe he's going to walk on this fire <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah. I must have remembered what was going to happen because I started cringing immediately, <laughs> like physically revulsing at this point. Um, okay. Next is a scene where Julie gets called out and confronted by Mrs. Creepy ass TA. Yeah. She shows up. Where's Julie Taylor? Where's Julie Taylor? Is Julie Taylor here? And Julie, I'm Julie Taylor. You slow. She, I don't even think she says anything. She just slaps her. Yeah. She Julie Taylor is a slut. Julie Taylor is a slut. She's sleeping with, I don't remember the guy's name. It's something Bishop. Who cares? He doesn't deserve a name. Uh, She goes off, announces to this whole room of college students that, yeah, Julie Taylor is a slut that is sleeping with her husband. I got to say, you know, I, I get where Mrs. Creepy ass TA is coming from here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, she should probably get a divorce. (laughs) Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's the next steps. I mean, if you're creepy TA, I really got to wonder because obviously he told her. Right. Yeah, That's the way I, yep. the yep. only way I can ter- interpret mm-hmm. it. So like he's going around telling this 18 year old girl yep. that he's like, oh yeah, I'm married, but like, we're not really, he says at one point, like we, we love each other, but we don't like each other. Or maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, or maybe the other way around. And he's like, last episode, he's like, we're basically separated and all this. And Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like she thought they were happily married. So, yeah. Yeah. And she also tells Julie, you think you're special. You're not the first or the only one. So apparently this is something that the predatory creepy ass TA does. Yeah. With uh, 18 year old girls. 
So pretty rude wake up call for Julie, I guess at this point, which that also makes me wonder, like, is he also confessing to her about every girl he sleeps with? Is this like some kink that he has that they both have mm-hmm. where like he cheats on her and then tells her about it? And yeah. She and she tries to and, stick like, it out. Yeah. I, don't know. I feel like I don't know this as a, from personal like anyone that i know personally but i feel like that's a thing on tv shows where it's like yeah i've you're not the first i've known right, that this true, is what true. my husband does like you know so apparently that's a thing i married and, a piece of yeah uh so back at the uh weird hippie party all of the east dillon lion guys get branded with a l and it's gross yeah uh I mean, of all things, I mean, look, listen, I'm, I'm all for mutilating yourself if you choose to, but <laughs> I don't know that a like messed up, uh, fly swatter is the way to go. If you're going to brand yourself, <laughs> if I'm honest, I thought it was kind of badass a little bit. I, I don't think it was a good decision, but kind eh, of. We'll kind of cool, it, you know. One of those, like, I support that idea. I, I support the idea behind it. Sure, but uh, the actual like visual, like they didn't shy away from like the flesh bubbling up and yeah. sinking in, uh, reminded me of Hellraiser. So I was kind of into <laughs> it on that level. <laughs> all right, so the guys get branded. The next morning, we see Jess has to bandage up all of the freaking idiots, uh, hungover morons, I guess is how I put it in my <laughs> my notes. Uh, she's got to bandage up all the hungover morons in the morning, so she's not too impressed. But the guys seem like to think it's pretty cool. I don't yeah. know. They're very hungover, pretty but they it. still, like, They're I feel like it. no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next scene. We see Tammy and Gracie at the breakfast table. And I don't know if you noticed this, but it appears that Gracie's like human costume is starting to wear out her like human disguise. (laughs) Did you see like the big yellow bumps on her forehead? What the hell was that? She had like two big, it looked like she like bumped her head on something. I don't know. But so it was like raised, but it was yellow on it. So Uh, I just, I mean, I just think like, yeah, her like, her co- her disguise is wearing out. It's, yeah, that must its, be it. its age. So she's maybe uh, got to shed shed this layer of <laughs> of yes. her human. Her she's got to figure out when skin. to do it like covertly so that Tammy won't notice, and <laughs> right. what to do with the shed skin once she to, yeah. gets rid of and it. She, she's really got to pick her spots because it's starting to become obvious. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was gross. It was gross, the bumps she had on her head. I don't know what it was. Um, but uh, as they're having breakfast, Julie comes home. Kind of seems like Tammy knows. Tam is excited to see Julie, but it kind of seems like she knows that something's up. Yeah. Yeah. I, Julie is not the type of person to show up and surprise her parents. No, she hates her family and yes. uh, gets pissed when she has to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely out of character for Julie. Last scene, bus is uh, headed for home. The East Dillon Lions have, uh, yeah, have uh, hit the road and they're headed back to East Dillon. Yep. About to get on the bus. Coach does tell Vince that he can ride home with Pa Howard if he so chooses. Vince 
declines. He says, no, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with my team. Uh, <laughs> as uh, uh, the last apparently hazing moment, uh, they get the bus driver and coaches in on a hazing Buddy Jr. <laughs> they almost leave without Buddy Jr. <laughs> yeah. Which, man, uh, great bit, but uh, I think there's too many moving parts here for this to be realistic. <laughs> Yeah, he they finally let him on the bus. Uh, I do feel like maybe this is the moment where Buddy Jr. is finally accepted as a full member of the team. Yeah. Kind of seems like they're all pretty fond of Buddy Jr. Uh, but literally every single person on this bus, maybe except the driver, I don't know, is hungover. Oh, at yeah. This point. Yes. The coaches, players, everyone uh, is hungover. <clears throat> so everyone's, yeah, pretty uh, subdued. Uh, Mike Huckabee asks once again if they are there yet. And coach, I don't know what's your take on this. Was this cheesy or not? Uh, coach says, "Nope, but we're getting there slowly but surely. We're getting there." I I don't think it was cheesy. I don't I either. It. Lindsay I thought like it, it was cheesy, but I no. I was like, no, that was good. Mm-mm. That was good. <clears throat> All right, so that will lead us right to our Coach Taylor Inspo rating. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. Okay, we are back. We're going to give out our awards, and we're going to start like we always do with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Anthony, uh, I feel like a mixed bag from Coach this week. I'm interested to see how you're going to uh, rate this one. Very mixed bag, and I think it comes down to, Josh, what exactly you consider, how you define inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, from the get-go, we see him kind of disagree with the TMU coach about the, uh, you know, natural scrambler mm-hmm. comments, keeping a leash on Vince, which, you know, I think there's an argument to be made against coach there. Um, we do get a few, I don't know if inspiring is the right words, but a few monologues from him. I do like the moment. Excuse me. I do like the moment of him uh, listening in on, on the boys and kind of, you mm-hmm. know, um, and once again, is that inspiring? I don't know. <laughs> um, him, <laughs> you know, Julie is in college now, so she's at least 18. We'll say she's 19. Safe yeah. to assume that Coach and Tammy have been married 20 years and uh, Coach is still drunk dialing Tammy, which I think in a way is very <laughs> inspiring. Um, you know, I got married uh, later than most in life. Uh, yeah. I'll be in my 50s by the time I've been married 20 years if I'm still drunk dialing my wife. Yeah. We can be fair to say we're... we're we're doing something right. So I'm going to, I'm going to give that a plus. And yeah, in uh, that column, uh, I do like how he kind of switches the, we're not getting revenge to, you know, it, we're doing it. We're getting revenge. Uh, so I, I, I do have to put all told coach in the positive column here. I'm thinking a, a strong seven. 
Okay, so I'm having to fight like my like gut reaction because as we talked about the team's behavior in the hotel you're repulsive. right. No, repulsive you know what? To me. I I probably intentionally mentally blocked that out. <laughs> so um no, you know what with that being said, uh strong 6. I got I I do have to say it's still in the positives. Yeah, but but that kind of behavior, you know, uh, I don't see Frank Cutler <sighs> doing that. Oh no, oh no. Yeah, I was thinking you were thinking with that in mind, maybe a six. I was thinking a four. Let's just meet at a five if you're okay with that. Uh, Coach had some good moments, but. I really just hate the disregard for other people That's in fair. the hotel. I understand that. It goes against kind of the core of who I am. So He had high highs and low lows. Yep. Which a five is perfect for that. Julie yep. Taylor, Hatomater. We're not pegging it yet, but it's close. Yeah. Like I said, I, I watched the head. We originally planned to do a double uh, yep. this evening. It didn't work out, um, which is okay. Um, because we 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 went over over time because it's yeah. been a few weeks since we've recorded for a number of factors. So, um, you know, if we if we were looking at a double, we're looking at you know right now it's it's twelve thirty three a.m. as as I as I speak. Uh, we're looking at a, a three a.m. episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, that's okay. But uh, I I did watch episode six of season five, and I do think. I know that Julie gets, gets worse, worse from here. So um, pace ourselves. Yeah. This is once again, we've talked on the, I've talked on the show about how I kind of lean on the seven. I got to go a seven. I, I think this is a, a seven episode. I would almost be willing to go to an eight, but I don't know what our ceiling is next week because I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> so, I think seven is fair because I feel like she doesn't break new ground into hateability. She just right. continues in her uh, adulterous ways. Yes. Uh, I feel like it's even that is a little bit unforgivable. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll leave her room to get worse. Uh, Amy T. Garden, come on the show. Come on the show, please. We'll have you. All right, seven. Big rig beer tally, definitely no Tim beers, but uh, we've got some glasses of moonshine. Yeah, we got some white lightning moonshine, glasses of lick, uh, whiskey. We got, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of drinking going on. Yes. A lot of a lot of social drinking. Um, so I don't know that we can put a number on it, but we'll just say a healthy amount of drinking. Correct. In this episode for everyone. Yes, literally <laughs> enough <everyone>. enough <laughs> enough for every single person in the episode to get drunk. <laughs> Yes, Tammy, the doe-eyed teacher, Buddy, all of the coaches, uh, all of the, the players, all of the main players that we know of, um, forty-five-year-old women making out with Buddy Junior, just everybody. Yep. Um, there's enough liquor left over for the characters who don't drink, which I'm pretty sure is literally just Julie Jess. and the TA <laughs> and Jess. Julie drinks. Yeah. She drinks. Uh, uh, Tammy Taylor size pours of wine, uh, not in this, in this episode. episode. No, right. not in this. Episode. No, we're saying okay, sorry. Yeah, we're saying in this in this episode. If you 
you know, if we're talking like a blood level of 0. 0.08, <laughs> uh, there is plenty. Yes. Uh, everybody could get drunk. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Definitely. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. The first thing that pops into my mind is Buddy Jr. spilling six or more oh, buckets of ice. Yeah. In the I was going to say, I was going to say Buddy Jr. Mackin trying to hit on the, uh, the, <laughs> the lady for the first time. Years. I can't remember yeah. what he said. I just put fails to hit on a lady, but <laughs> I know you're right. Uh, him tripping and falling. I, it was like out of a Three Stooges cartoon. It was <laughs> pretty much every moment that Buddy Jr. was on screen. Uh, he looked like a Goofus Malufus. Yes, we might have to call it the Buddy Jr. Goofus Malufus <laughs> award for this season, for the rest of the season, because... That's probably fair. Uh, speaking of the Garrity's, the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. We don't get any... Well, I, you know what? Yeah, it's Buddy's Buddy talking on his own oh, on his own son. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh... I can't really think of any other sleaze ball. I mean, Julie is a, the mega sleaze ball. Here. Yeah, and the TA is obviously. But I think we 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 also have to elevate Buddy when it is Buddy, right? Like when when Buddy's doing something sleazy. Yes, he's we, the we, he's the he's the namesake. Yep. Uh, okay, so here's where we can get the Julie or the TA. Let's make the choice here: the Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week. Who's the biggest scumbag here? <sighs> gotta be I think I, I, it's gotta be TA I think so because mm-hmm. it's not just that they both know that he's married and they're making that decision but he she is an 18 or at best 19 year old girl yes that he's but, and, and on top of that he is literally telling her like you know, we, you know, there's the, the line in the, in the scene in the car where he's like, we yeah. love each other, but we don't like each other. Or maybe it's the opposite of that. Right. He is literally downplaying his relationship so much with a woman who clearly cares about their relationship very much, yeah. um, despite what he says. So, yeah, he is definitely, listen, yeah. Julie is making a poor decision. And we do have the Julie hate meter for a reason. Um, but she, like I said, is the, she, she gets worse. She gets more hateable from here because in this episode, a lot of what she is experiencing is her as the villain. Mm-hmm. Or not, sorry. She is the victim, not the, the villain. Victim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is the, uh, she's the victim in the plot of a dude who's a total creep groomer weirdo um uh scumbag scumbag yeah he is the he is the scumbag it's it's not her fault she should know better but it's not her fault i'm very interested to see where uh the next episode goes with mm. julie i mm, whew, buddy, okay buddy it gets bad all right well we have that to look forward to Notable music cues. There are a few um, things noted in here. Coaxed by A.V. Buffalo. Fire on the Rooftop by Uncle Lucius. And Where Was My Brain by Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. I recognize Um, Uncle Lucius as a very uh, Austin City Limits Festival type band. I've heard of them, but 
Other yeah. than that, not a lot it's, of familiar. It must have been next episode that had like a lot of music that I noticed but did not recognize and yep. did not have the patience to Shazam. So <laughs> I feel like it's been a little light this this season, but mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I think they were probably at the end of their you know, like they're not shelling out for yeah music. Yeah, they they knew that like they were that. at the end. They're not trying to pay money for that. All right, our outdated pop culture reference of the week slash anything we need to cancel. There was definitely things to cancel in here. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, I remember that you had definitely made notes. Oh, about like Billy being like triple A's for women. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yes, uh, cancelable. Uh, there was something. Let me search my notes for this term. Uh, Luke Cafferty in their conversation on the hotel balcony that coach was overhearing, he refers to Tinker as Twinker. (laughs) (laughs) Feels that's very not only like outdated but also extremely time specific. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and say Luke Cafferty, you shouldn't have done that. Um, I think in terms of outdatedness, maybe like hotel porn, like viable, <laughs> purchasable hotel porn. Paying for hotel porn. Yeah. Paying for porn. Full stop. <laughs> Paying for porn. Yeah. Which even in 2010, I feel like they were. Right. Was questionable, but. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to quotes of the episode. I did write something down that we did not mention. Uh, the team is talking about the five hour bus ride and coach Crowley says, uh, after this five or during this five hour bus ride, your butt's going to be screaming. Somebody from the team that we do not know says my butts is strong. I've been working on my butt crunches. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like that was unnecessary. Uh, (laughs) but I definitely wrote it down. Uh, yeah. Any other quotes that you wrote down? I did not write down any quotes from this episode. Um, okay. <laughs> my butts are <laughs> <is> strong, <laughs> I guess. Is, I mean, there's got to be something better than that, right? Like, um, maybe coach asking what team he's wearing, <laughs> but <laughs> really <laughs> a quote as much as it is a moment. A moment, yeah. I mean, I think we got to go with, uh, at this point, my butts is strong. I've been working on my butt crunches, but <laughs> right. let's just uh, leave it up to the listeners. If you uh, have any other nominations, please do uh, reach out to us and let us know. Uh, we don't want my butts is strong <laughs> to be the quote of the week, but at this point <laughs> it is. Uh, MVP of the episode, Who who wins this one? Potential for Buddy Junior. <laughs> he does become uh, an accepted part of the team. Yeah. But he also drops six buckets of ice at, at one time. <laughs> Honestly, that made me laugh more than it might be uh <laughs> maybe a, points for that's him. A, that's a pro. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Vince has a case. Vince um, has a case. Tammy Taylor has always has a case. <laughs> it's not coach because of the hotel shenanigans. Right. As far as football players, nope, can't be coach. Coach, you understand why it can't be you, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think it's any football players other than yeah. Vince. Like Vince is yeah. has a nice showing in general. But I mean Hastings. That, no. Hastings gets them to the party. Who oh Mike Huckabee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Tinker. He's talking about in that <laughs> And paying for hotel porn. And also that, yeah. But it was his roommate. roommate. Yeah. His roommate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess. I mean, what does Vince really do? He has a good game where he takes over and uh, sticks it to the jerks at South King. Yeah, I guess in that case, in a, in a especially literal sense, I'm already MVP, giving yeah. it to Vince. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. It's he doesn't run away with it, but right. We'll go with it. Oops. Okay, our episode rating for this one, um, according to IMDb, I won't give us. I won't give you the actual number that uh, the viewers on IMDb gave it, but I will say that it's a very highly rated episode. Yeah, and I will say that I thought the next episode is better having watched Mm. ahead. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give this a strong six to a light seven. Wow. Okay. Um, I think I was a little bit higher on it, so I would say a seven to an eight, but I think a seven is a good... Yeah, a good place to meet on that. I'm all right with, good, with a seven for sure. Okay, so we'll go with seven. The IMDb rating of 369 ratings averaged out to an 8.7. That's way too high. It was not that good. No, it was good, but it was not that good. I don't know. I mean, we. I, I think I went on a tirade in one of our most recent episodes that hopefully got cut out because it was mostly nonsense. Uh, probably the second episode that we recorded last, so hopefully it's not up yet. But Trevor went on a long time rate about how I fall back on six and sevens, and it, it's for me like a nine is really special, and a ten is like basically non attainable. Like <laughs> right. for you to call this episode nearly a nine is come on, pretty ridiculous to me. Agreed. All right, so that brings us almost to the end. Before we get to our uh, lesson of the episode, let's do a few social media shout-outs. It's been a while. It has. Well, maybe not for the listeners at home because <laughs> uh, hopefully this episode is coming out more consistently Fairly than soon. it right. is as we are recording this. But as we are recording this, it's been a while since we've recorded. So we do have a few. I think the last time we recorded must have been around the time that Chris had sent us the Northeast cup on the, on the pool table. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris always, uh, enjoying a, a bit of, um, grain belt, just like, just like we are Mm -hmm. wanting to do on this podcast. Uh, I don't think we mentioned Matt Taylor, uh, (laughs) with the post about, uh, Scott Frost or Jesse Plemons, uh, not being able to tell the difference. And I will say that a young Scott Frost looks exactly like Jesse Plemons. I have no idea what crank chop is talking about <laughs> with the former Detroit. <laughs> former Detroit. 
Yep, he sure is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you uh, not know. Yeah, that's a picture of former Detroit Tigers <laughs> manager Jim Leland smoking a cigarette, and he tweeted it at us. So uh, he looks like a badass. He looks like he could. Uh, he looks like a hell of a coach. Uh, yeah, I, looks I'm like into he could it. Rival, I would watch a show about this guy. Uh, so <laughs> looks like he's smoking a cigarette in the dugout. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Chris always shouting out the uh, Martin Blank shouting out the the grain belts. We love to see it. It looks Friendly like we got beer. Ducky DPS saying he's going to have a grain belt next time he travels. Don't think they're available in South Carolina. Uh, highly recommend that. Uh, Ducky DPS, Paul Schreiber. Uh, yeah, you're probably not gonna get belt. it. Probably not gonna get it outside of the Midwest. I'm, I'm thinking for the Southeast, you're gonna get it as maybe Missouri at best. Uh, right. Yep. If I had to guess, so um, gonna be hard to find in South Carolina. But if you ever find yourself in the like Pentuple State area <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. I know I've had it in Omaha, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yep. Uh, Maybe like Western Illinois. And that's probably your best bet. Like I said, maybe Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Uh, Definitely a regional regional thing. But uh, if you get the opportunity, go for it, Paul. Go get it. Uh, I almost forgot over on Facebook, we had a listener from Australia reach out. We, we don't check our Facebook very often. Mm -hmm. So luckily very few of you guys have ever messaged us there. Uh, but we'll, we'll give a shout out to, to Jess, um, who messaged us. And said, hey guys, I've just listened to episode 203. You mentioned all in the same podcast to get in touch. Uh, and you don't use Stalker Book much, correct? Uh, correct. Uh, so not really sure if you will ever see this. But you uh, don't use Twitter. But I don't use Twitter, she says, etc. So here we are. Um, nice lady in Australia. She somehow found us while deciding now is the perfect time to rewatch her favorite show about mm. uh, high school sport. She loves our ratings. She loves our recaps. She loves our complete tangents. Unlike the bully. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. You're still uh, listening. You suck. Yeah. On Apple podcasts, who gave us a three star rating because we have too many tangents. Well, Whoa. guess what, buddy? They're still coming and you're still listening. So. <laughs> Um, she says she's mostly into FNL for the Taylor relationship and Tim Riggins Um, she does admit that she's she has confliction conflicted feelings about her attraction to a hot late 20s dude playing an alcoholic teenager but we get that obviously we relate to that (laughs) yeah 100% as well she's uh, your cast Great so far, uh, which I don't know if that's uh, if she's just talking about you and I and our guest by this point, one guest that we'd had a uh, chase. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you. Um, best in order for cup, cup of tea out of her nose has been about your in-depth analysis of what 
WTF is going on with the Swedish dude. Well, we we hope, Jess, that you continue to have more laugh out loud moments because I think we've had some oh yeah, some especially funny ones. Um so Western Australia is only just now getting around to having semi-serious COVID issues, which congratulations to you in Australia for actually taking COVID seriously. Your entire country has had less deaths than the state that I currently live in. Uh, yes. And with many more people. So, um, good job. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I, I will try not to get too political in this particular <laughs> segment. So we'll just move on. Uh, Anthony gets political in a long while. We, yeah. I don't think it has been that long. I it has. I feel like it has, but um, we're due, but well, it doesn't have to be tonight. Yeah. It, we'll get there. Uh, she says the, the podcast is saving her somewhat. It's always entertaining learning about life from a different perspective we agree we also love learning about life from different perspectives so we yes. appreciate getting a hold of us i also feel Just, like it saved our sanity during uh, oh, our this, covid it's absolutely saved our sanity i mean we went earlier in the in the episode <laughs> i don't know how much of it got we we had talked about how uh season two was kind of a rough spot <laughs> rough spot for the show <laughs> yeah us because it was like right before was available and we were both really getting to the point of like really uh, going nuts so <laughs> yes uh is hoping for an amy t garden or movie dude one guest appearance as are we uh you know here we are in episode uh five of five we've got only a few left and it's it's looking bleak but uh yep you know keep your keep your fingers crossed our uh, best hope is to pay a decent amount of money for Brad Leland to yeah. talk to us. <laughs> we technically, I mean, we have an audio clip of Zach Goford speaking directly That's to true. us on the show, which is, is kind of special. But Don't forget about Waverly. Right. And also Waverly. Yes. How could I? How could I forget? Um, sex forever, Jess. So thank you. Thank you right so on. much. Um, that, it means a lot. We, we, love, we love our international fans. So shout out, shout out to our fans in Australia, the West Indies, Australia, Wales, and, and Laos. Laos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, those are our social media shout outs. What is our lesson of the episode? Oh, I, I, oh this is, see, I'm good at movie dude too. You're good at lesson of the episode. I can never come up with lessons the episode so i always like have to make a joke of it um <laughs> okay the first thing that comes to my mind uh is if you are a guest in a hotel with a lot of other people in it yeah i think just to piggyback off of that uh any situation you are in life that involves the public <laughs> pick your spots yeah Know your know your surroundings, uh, and just think about them. Um, mm-hmm. Something annoys me as a as a naturally fast walker. <laughs> uh, I absolutely hate when people are in big groups, which I don't see as much anymore. But they're starting to come back. People are in big groups, and they just like stop in the middle of a big moving group. Mm. Drives me crazy. 
<laughs> drives me absolutely crazy. So I think, yeah, anytime you're in public, it always just be aware of your surroundings and pick your spots and think of other people's sanity and their needs before yours. Okay, good stuff. Uh, hey, it's been great uh, getting back into it. Man, we're getting close to the end here. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, sh- we've already given you a shout out. Let's do it again. Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. Shout out to our listeners in Wales. Shout out to our listeners in West Australia. Uh, wherever you're at, shout out to you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate. Reach out to us on Twitter at Reliving Lights. Uh, if you reach out to us like our friend Jess in Australia on Facebook, we might see it. We might not. We just happen to see it this time around. Yep. We hope you'll tune in next time for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.